Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I am your host, Ian Altman. How should you structure your sales organization? This is a conversation that many companies have been asking me about lately. And what it comes down to is this, is they're saying, look, now that we're moving out of this entirely virtual world, how should we be structured? Should I organize geographically or by vertical industry? Should I have internal sales development reps and outside reps? How should I handle lead development? What's the difference between a marketing qualified lead and a sales qualified lead? Well, that's what we're going to get into in today's episode. So first, one of my pet peeves in the biggest traps when it comes to organizing a sales organization is this notion of a marketing qualified lead versus a sales qualified lead. It's silly to have two different definitions. The bottom line is our goal in attracting interested potential buyers and determining if somebody is qualified is, do they have a problem that they feel is worth solving that we're good at solving? That's it. If they feel they have a problem that is worth solving, that we're good at solving, then if they feel it's worth solving, there's a pretty good chance that we can help them find the money. So the notion of, well, marketing felt they were qualified because of this criteria, but sales doesn't. It's silly jargon. It doesn't matter. What we need to focus on is who's qualified. Well, the people qualified are the people who have a problem that we're good at solving, and they have to convince us that that problem is worth solving for them. Because otherwise, we are more passionate about solving the problem than they are, which means when we show up at the meeting, we better bring our wallets because they're not going to pay for it. If you're more passionate about solving the problem than your client is, they're just not going to pay for it. So you better walk around with a wheelbarrow of cash because you're going to have to pay for the things that you're trying to sell them. And that's not a sustainable business model. So we need a better way to do that. Let's think about this notion of inside versus outside sales. Very often what people say to me is, well, what we want to do is we want to organize first by, we're thinking geography, so that way people don't have to travel as far. So when you are the customer, do you want someone who is geographically close versus somebody who is a subject matter expert in your field? Well, even though you might prefer somebody who is both, the reality is if you had to pick especially after a couple of years of people used to working remotely, you would say, well, I want the subject matter expert, the person who understands the trends in my industry, more so than I want the person who is in my backyard. So the geography, though, it may make sense in terms of if people are having a ton of meetings in person, you might say, well, I want geographically to be close in proximity to my prospects, so I'm not wasting travel dollars. Totally valid. But fundamentally, if you're trying to drive business, it's a subject matter expert because most people will be happy to speak with somebody virtually to get that subject matter expert versus the person in their backyard. And sure, in a perfect situation, we want both. So now let's think about this idea of the sales development reps versus outside sales. And the mistake that I see a lot of businesses make is they say, well, a lot of our senior people, they don't like to make prospecting calls. So let's take a whole bunch of junior people, new people, and have them do the prospecting. And on paper, it makes plenty of sense. But think about when you're the customer. Who's going to pique your interest? A newbie or someone who's a subject matter expert? Well, the more senior person is likely to convey a level of expertise. So that newbie reaching out oftentimes isn't going to entice their interest to even have a conversation. 
And the rationale that people use is, yeah, but those people are less expensive. I can have a bunch of them. And then even if we get just a 5% hit rate, they're teeing up meetings for other people, which on paper may make sense, but in the practical world, not so much. Because you're now conveying an impression that you don't have expertise. I believe that one of the single most challenging tasks of anybody in sales is that cold call outbound outreach. Even if it's warm outreach, fundamentally, you're trying to entice someone's interest by demonstrating expertise and sharing the problems that you solve with level of mastery. It's very challenging for junior level people to communicate at that level of proficiency. And so it's a trap that organizations fall into. But I'm gonna give you a structure that I think can be highly effective and optimize the use of resources. If you wanna get top results for your team, take a look at the Same Side Selling Academy. Just visit samesideselling.com to learn more. What I want you to think of is this. I want you to think of the sales process as almost like a project that needs to be managed. There is communication that's essential. You need to coordinate different resources. You need to document things. It's a detail-oriented job. And it's something that a junior-level person can do pretty well. What that means is that you can use a more senior person to pique someone's interest and reach out initially. And once we pique someone's interest, we now include the junior level person in that communication and say, so-and-so is going to be here. He or she is going to coordinate all of our activities. What that means is that that person can take the responsibility for drafting the summary of the meeting notes that get sent to the client. They can coordinate with different people if they need to access technical resources or bring in other people, and especially coordinating with that subject matter expert as to when we need to include them back in the process. In essence, all the things that take up a ton of time for the subject matter expert, we can now leverage someone with less experience. Well, what does that look like, let's say, a year from now? Well, now that junior level person has experience interacting at each step along the process. They've now done this with dozens and dozens of different interactions and different client scenarios, which means a year later, that person is pretty well versed in all the steps and components that go through the sales process, and we can develop that next level pretty quickly. If instead, if all we did is had these junior people reach out in cold calls, well, what happens is they don't have a lot of success, so they get kind of beat up, you don't generate a lot of sales. Once it gets handed off to someone as a qualified opportunity, the people who are your subject matter experts get sucked into the vortex of evil, and now they're spending all their time on follow-up, so they can't make efficient use of their time. But instead, if I came up with this approach where the subject matter expert reaches out, maybe even with the other person on the call, has this level of conversation, and then hands it off to them to manage the details of the interactions, brings them back in at the right time, and then monitors what's going on, what's going to happen is the first few times, the subject matter expert is really going to have to oversee each and every communication, make sure it's right. After a short period of time, they're going to say, all right, now you kind of get the formula, just run with it and let me know when you need my help. And in a matter of months, probably less than 12 months, that junior person is going to have enough expertise that, that they can now take a more senior role in some of these opportunities. In today's day and age, that's a very effective model for how you can grow the business and how you can scale. Because you can't just hire subject matter experts off the street. Right now, it's very difficult to hire people. 
but you can hire detail-oriented people. You can teach them a methodology like same-side selling. And now you can actually have them work with someone who has expertise so they develop that level of expertise and fluency in your subject area with potential prospects. And now you fast forward a year later and you've got people where you've established more expertise, you've built a culture of growth, and you're efficiently using the people who already have the expertise. Now, I would argue that it's great to hand off from sales to execution or implementation because the salesperson can't be responsible for actually the execution and implementation or they're not spending their time on the sales. With the following caveat, it is essential that the subject matter expert, that the more senior person maintains contact with the client and verifies the results that the client was anticipating they would get. Here's why. Once that client has been successful and they've achieved results, is the perfect opportunity for ask for referrals to other clients. And if that, if that individual isn't satisfied, we want to know that because we were the ones who sold it to them and then we advocate on their behalf. And if we solve that problem, we're still in a great position for referrals. So let me just recap what we talked about. I want to make sure that you've got a formula that you can use. Don't just take the junior person, give them what everyone perceives to be the easy job of peaking interest and generating new opportunities because it's actually one of the most challenging jobs. Instead, have your more senior people do those initial outreach calls and then have them hand off to someone more junior to manage the project of the sales process and include them when it's appropriate. And ultimately, you'll build additional skills. And at the end, make sure the salesperson, after they hand off to the execution or implementation people, that they circle back to, to confirm that the client got the results they need, because that's when you can ask for great referrals. So it matters less about geography or vertical, but instead, use this formula to scale your organization and improve efficiency. If there are topics you'd like to see on the Same Side Selling Podcast, drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com, and I will see you next week on the Same Side Selling Podcast. So long. <music>